Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, managing food, diet, and eating. This is part one of a five-part series, and tonight we're uh, basically setting the stage. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. You've heard it from organization experts and others. If you want to get things done, you need to keep to-do lists. If all the things you need or want to accomplish keep you up at night, you might think about spending five or ten minutes before bed writing down your list for the following day. Some people prefer to start their day by creating a list. Choose whichever works best for you. To learn more about time management and ADHD, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, for our show tonight, first of all, I'd like to thank, uh, I think, a long-term listener, Mary. Uh, she reached out to me and asked me if I would uh, do a show on meal planning. And... Um, you know, it's interesting. After doing this for, I think, 12 years now, uh, I began to realize that I've never done a show on it. And uh, then I started realizing how complicated it was. Then I started to realize how complicated it is to find a guest that could speak to all aspects of it. So uh, I said, all right, let's do this. Um, so we have a five-part series here. Um, part one, we're going to talk about really kind of setting the stage, uh, talk about meal planning uh, and the shopping part. Um, uh then the kind of preparation of it all, the eating, and then the cleaning up of it all. So before we kind of get into all that type of stuff, I think we've got to set the stage because this is, it's, this is as simple as it is complex to understand. And um, at the end of the day, there's all kinds of tips, tricks, and strategies out there, but it's, it really comes down to individual preference, and there's really a continuum out there. So let's start to understand what's really at play. When we think of the ADHD brain – Um, I talk a lot about Dr. Russell Barkley's model of executive functioning. And for our purposes, we're going to just think of it right now as a two-level system, uh, which he talks about too, but I'm going to simplify part. So there's first is there's the motivational and the emotional brain. This is the primitive part of the brain, okay? 
Feelings are feelings, but at the end of the day, a reflexive reaction, like if you're going to fall down, you're going to reach for something before you go. If there's a loud noise, you duck. Uh, an emotion is a reflexive action to something. A lot of people argue with me, but if you begin to think of it in these terms, we can take the emotion out and really understand some stuff. So our brains like to feel good, and it doesn't like to feel bad. And our brains like anything that we do that releases dopamine. That is the reward neurotransmitter. It's the reason that we procreate. It's the reason we forage for food. If we're going to really understand this, we've got to break things down without all the emotion and get down to the brass tack. So there is that part of the brain that, again, it wants to feel good. It wants to feel good right now. It's very, very emotional. Then there's the executive functioning part of the brain. That's the thinking brain. That's the part where we think. Um, conceptualize that, you have to load information in your mind. It's the booting up of your computer, if you will. I've had other shows where I talked about, or the retrieval of existing knowledge. Once you've got knowledge, maybe that you're pulling off a page or book, and you've got that retrieve stuff, you're manipulating it. Uh, one of the things that I do is I I'll often will sell somebody like five or six words, and I'll ask them to repeat it back to me in alphabetical order. They're not learning anything new. The idea is they are they're organizing and sequencing those those words towards a goal. Um, once they achieve that goal, they can kind of move on. Uh, a lot of people out there think of ADHD as a, um, a focus issue, and it is. But really, if you think of it, a lot of times it's an emotional reaction to difficult thinking. And thinking is difficult. Um, so let's begin to understand this in a kind of a metaphor way that uh, I first got from Dr. Russell Barkley. Uh, you can get a lot more details of this if you just uh, Google Attention Talk Radio GPS. But think of your think of a GPS. A GPS is something that we put in an address. That's the goal. That's the destination, and it routes a route to get there. That's the plan. All right. If I'm going to say, listen, I want to go to a birthday party at two o'clock, I might put the address in. It'll say 30 minutes to get there, and it'll give me the route. Then I jump in my car. Understand that the GPS is giving me a picture of a map. That's the visual imagery. Part of working memory is the visualization, and the GPS will talk to me. It's talking out loud. That's the nonverbal working memory. So we actually, when we think, we visualize, and we talk to ourselves towards that goal. So this is happening, but as I get on route, um, if you will, I get into the car, and then all of a sudden I get new information, realizing is that the light, the, the check gas light is on, so I've got now to reroute myself to go get gasoline, all right? So I reroute myself. I make the adjustment in the calculations, and then I get back on the road, and then all of a sudden there's an accident that I've got to take a detour around, and then I'm driving further down the road. I look up. I see a billboard. I see a champagne bottle. Again, this is more new information that I've got to update because I realize I'm going to a birthday party. Champagne is a celebration. So is a birthday. I've got to reroute myself to get a uh, – one of the things about ADHD is thinking inside your head um, – is using executive functioning, and it's impaired. It's very difficult for people with ADHD to do that inside their head. So as a result, people with ADHD are smart as anybody else, but they tend to need to, to think outside of their head. They need to make things more tangible. They have to write things down. So imagine, if you will, you're planning your day or you're planning the route, and all of a sudden you have new information. Oh, my gas light is on. Well, the, the GPS will reroute that for us, but if it's in your day and you thought about your day, you write down your plan, well, now you have to rewrite down that plan for that new information. That is effortful. That takes energy. So one of the things that I've learned with people with ADHD is um, you're always trying to solve for being uncomfortable. 
If you've got to do something that's repetitive and tedious over and over and over again, that's uncomfortable. You have a tendency to want to escape it and do something else. Thinking inside your head is uncomfortable if you're doing too much of it, so we have a tendency not to think. So there's a continuum here. How much of the thinking do you do outside of your head that requires you to write some things down, all right, enough where you can out offload it, but not too much where you won't end up doing it because of the boring side. So again, it's very effortful for people to do things that are repetitive and boring, like rewrite notes, rewrite lists over and over and over again, and thinking inside your head is also effortful. Uh, there's often a, t- a time to escape that. So what we're talking about here is basically planning, all right? Plan, a plan, really when you think about, is a, uh, a plan is the process of producing a plan. It involves decision-making, but it's a process. It's an ongoing process, like trying to get to um, a birthday party. So we're constantly uploading information, juggling them around, and making decisions based off of what's going on. With all that stuff happening, we go back to is – on one end of the continual for meal planning, is really easy where you open the package at the point of need, right? Basically, for a lot of people with ADHD, that's just driving into the, to the drive-thru of a fast food plate, getting the food and eating it. There's no, there's no planning. There's no prep. There's nothing. It's just right now, it's there. It's on time. The other side of this is making meals from scratch. This is very intensive, trying to go out there to try to find out a balanced meal, chopping all the vegetables, you know, not buying minute rice and stuff over a period of time. So what we're talking about is a continuum, and everybody, what's going to work for you is where do you fall on this continuum? And part of this is we're going to talk through a lot of these issues because along the line, you're probably going to have to make some decisions, potentially hard decisions on what you're going to do. Tell you what, let's do this. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the notion of a paradox in order for this decision stuff to, to take place. So um, our secret word tonight is stage. Again, we're setting the stage for our secret word is stage. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are doing a five-part series on um, this is the thing setting the stage so we begin to understand what's going on and realize the complexities of this so that uh, you can be aware of what's going on and make some decisions. Uh, Before the break, I really wanted to kind of tee up is that um, we have a two-level system. Your automatic brain, which is the more motivational, emotional brain, it likes fun stuff, but it doesn't like boring things like having to write things down over and over and over and over very tediously. So it's uncomfortable when it's bored. Then we have the executive functioning brain. 
that's thinking inside your head. It's impaired. It's more difficult to do inside your head. It's better to to externalize it, to write it down, et cetera. So we have this burden that's taken place, right? It's uncomfortable, right, to externalize all your thinking, but it's also uncomfortable to write all that stuff down. So we have this continuum that we need to start to talk about. On one hand is you open the package and you eat it right now to the complexities of doing this all down the road. Now, one of the things that I really want to kind of to illuminate here is people with ADHD, there's a lot of people out there who know a lot about it, uh, but they struggle. I like to bring the concept of a paradox into this. This is a conflicting statement. How this works is saying, I am going to do something, all right? There's a lot of people I coach with ADHD saying, I'm going to go do something. If the task that they're going to do, like I've had this before where people said, I'm going to go do this. I said, really, you're committing to doing a repetitive, boring, routine task every business day, correct? Yes. You're, what, 45 years old? Yes. Tell me a time in your life where you were able to do a repetitive, boring, routine task on a business day consistently for a month. And people will go, well, I can't think of any. Okay. Why is it that you think that you're going to be able to do it now? A paradox is a conflicting statement. I'm going to do this. But if you take a look at your historical life and you've never done that, at some point in time you have to acknowledge that I should do that, but I am not going to do that. It's in the moment that you say, I should do that, but I'm not going to do that. Now you are actually open to an alternative. Before that time, you're just shooting all over yourself lacking the self-awareness, beating yourself up, shaming yourself, all right? And I, Laura McGibbons um, wrote an article. We've interviewed on the show before. She wrote this thing one time. It was brilliant. You can't treat ADHD through the lens of shame and blame. You can't do it. It just takes you to this negative place. The idea really here is to problem solve. So as we go through this process, we need to understand that there's a balancing act here. Some people say, I should eat better. Right? I need three square meals a day in an idealistic type world and say, well, maybe I should do that, but I'm actually not going to do that, as opposed to just say fixated on that because I'm not so sure that we'll actually kind of make any, any movement on that. So the idea here is as we start to go through these shows is there's a lot of stuff that we've got to, to, to understand here. One is the amount of effort that's required to do this, physical effort, the tediousness of it. All right, and the amount of thinking that needs to go on. What I find is that we need to do as much as possible is reduce the number of steps and reduce the thinking as much as possible. How do you do this? People with ADHD struggle to think inside their head. Most people don't realize an organizational thing is a two-step process. Step one is there's a gazillion different ways you can organize anything. The question is, it's a trial and error process to determine which organizational system makes some sense for you. Now, there are pros and there are cons. There are costs and there's benefits, analysis. Sometimes to be too organized is you expend a lot of effort that you organize stuff that you're never going to touch in which it was a waste of time, right? Sometimes you need to organize something because if it's way unorganized, it's too much time finding it. This process, a trial and error process of this, typically something that you do in your working memory. We've already talked about that's impaired. People with ADHD, they don't do that. They just escape to do something else. So I've coached many people with regard to this in meal planning, and uh, 
There's one common denominator. If you think outside your head and you plan outside your head, it's typically easier than doing it inside your head. Doing it on a piece of paper and a pencil is a bit of a challenge. It's often best done in the company of somebody else. We hear a lot about people with ADHD. I need somebody that holds me accountable. I don't like that term. It's a very negative term. It's like I need somebody to nag me all day long. If you need that, go get your mother. I'm sure she'll be happy to do that. What's really taking place here really more is a form of talking, of giving and taking. And let me kind of pause here for a second. There's a lot of people who have accountability partners, and all they do is say, I need to do this. They come back, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. The ones that go forward, when they're sitting down talking about what they need to do, are going to do. And that's like they're actually talking out loud, and they're thinking out loud as opposed to thinking inside their head. Remember, self-talk happens with neurotypicals. They can do it inside your head. Some with AD actually have to physically say the words, and it's best to do it with somebody else. Because when you're doing that, often you can talk out loud, think out loud, and actually solve your own problem without the other person saying something. Often the other person has a really clever idea and she'll share that with you and you go, oh, that will solve the problem. Then what brainstorming is is when somebody says a word, right, and it triggers another thought. One of my famous stories is I had a, uh, a car that had 250,000 miles that I needed to retain for a period of time um, and get rid of it, and I was going to be able to downsize. My uh, uh, The seat was leather, and it was so old, it was cracking, ripping my, my pants. Right? I tried to go buy a seat cover. It really didn't work. I went and got quotes to have the um, seats reupholstered. It was like $900 for each seat. That was too expensive. I had three issues. I was struggling, struggling, struggling. None of them were a good answer. Then one day, a friend was kind of kidding around when I was complaining about it, and they said, too bad you can't get something like that at a garage sale. In other shows, we've talked about what cued recall is, but that cued, a word, junkyard, came into my brain. Do you see the association between a garage sale and a junkyard? All of a sudden, I had an aha. I went to a website. I searched, and they actually – I could plug in 2003 Toyota Sequoia tan seats, and they were $126. That's what brainstorming is. That's the power of collaboration. That's what thinking outside of your head is. Many with people with ADHD, they resist that. They don't want to need to collaborate with somebody else on something like this. But ADHD is an impairment of executive functioning. Thinking inside your head is difficult. I encourage many of you to sit down, all right, and if you're, if you're trying to pull this stuff together, is actually have these people sit down and talk out loud to design these systems because, remember, it's a trial and error. And the focus is, is you're going to take a look at the variables all right? And you have to remember you're living in a paradox. It's not what you should do. It's what you actually will do. It's what you actually will do. Often that should becomes the bar- barrier. As an as a internationally ranked athlete, I used to swim four hours a day. Later in life, I used to swim like 15,000 yards a day. It's like 10 miles. Then I got – in older life, I would swim, and I got locked under my head. 3,000 was a workout, and I found in myself I wasn't working out. Then I lowered the bar to 2,000. All of a sudden, I was working out. While I thought I should do 3,000, I wasn't going to do that. I actually did two. The idea really is if I think I should be doing three and I'm not doing it, then it's fictitious. But if I'll actually do 2,000, 
that's what I should do because that's what I do and I actually swim yourself. Okay, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back and kind of delve into this a little bit more before we start uh, getting ready to tee up the other shows. Uh, again, our secret word tonight is stage. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are setting the stage to try to help walk you guys through meal planning. This is a real big challenge. At the beginning of our show, we tried to outline a little bit of executive functioning and what it was to plan, to talk about your brain as a two-level system. It's uncomfortable to do a lot of steps, and it's uncomfortable to um, um, think inside your head. We have to solve for both of those problems. So we spent some time uh, really kind of talking about that. We started talking about you got to really kind of own yourself. You know, most people out there are living in a paradox. They focus on what they should do, and they're never doing it. So whatever they think they should do or not. Second that you say, listen, I should do this, but I'm not going to, then you're open up for some other, other alternatives and avenues. My overriding advice to you is that if you're going to address this issue, the best thing for you to do is to map things out. Uh, my older son's an industrial engineer, and, and I kind of learned, not directly from him, but kind of watching him, is that – and by the way, industrial, you have mechanical engineering, you have chemical engineering, you have whatever. Uh, industrial engineering is about designing systems. That's what we're talking about, organization and systems. First thing you do with anything is you map out what you currently do. That's important. You have to map out what you currently do because there's reasons why you do what you currently do. And if you don't acknowledge those reasons and you don't take that into consideration or the constraints, you're probably going to set yourself up for failure because a lot, again, can be learned in what you're actually doing. So the first thing you do is you take a look at it. Map it all out. If you're somebody who wants to like eat a lot healthier and you're the type of person that's ordering Uber Eats um, at the point of performance, um, you can will yourself all day long. I think that you're going to have a little bit of a challenge unless you do something drastic. Um, as an aside, I will tell this story. There was an individual that I was dealing with who was doing that and um, had a bunch of other addictive behaviors. But anyway, that we that to prevent them, they made a bold decision because they needed to eat better. What they did is they had their pay direct deposit in their mother's account, not their bank account, their mother's account, then had their mother order them food to be delivered to the house, ready-made meals so they would just um, 
basically microwave them. Even that was a problem sometimes where we had to have some other things. But the idea really is is take a look at that particular person's behavior and say, listen, it's un it's unrealistic to expect that this person was going to do everything that you would think. And so what they did is they ball from where it lied and they set up an arrangement for that to happen. Some of you out there with ADHD would struggle with that because you don't want to admit that you can't control yourself. You'd like to think that you do. Those that actually admit it and put those things in place sometimes are somewhat successful. So part of this is really to map out what you do to understand, take a look in the rear view mirror. If, you're thinking, hey, I'm going to sit down and chop vegetables every day for the rest of my life to eat fresh, and you've never done it before, you need to take that into consideration. There's also situational variables. You might find that, hey, you do do that. You chop vegetables and stuff like that when you're cooking with somebody else, but you don't when you're on your own. In those situations, you begin to acknowledge that and say, hey, you know, I'll do that when I'm with other people, and you try to build that into your world. But the idea is you're trying to focus on what you do. I love to cook with other people, right? I do a lot of sometimes I'll make three batches of jambalaya, then I'll take it and freeze it. But the idea is I'm making a party of it, right? I got music playing. I'm having a cocktail. I'm doing some other things because it's, it's, I'm entertaining myself with somebody else and what's going on. The meal is a secondary activity, right? But I don't have an expectation I'm going to do that on my own on a regular basis because it's just not really kind of how I'm built. The other thing to take into consideration is your mood. People with ADHD tend to be somewhat moody or somewhat emotional. Hey, I'm not in the mood to eat that right now or I don't have a taste for that. There's a lot of people that I have is like they eat what they are in the mood for or what they feel like in that moment. If you're not taking that into consideration, it's going to be a little bit of an issue because you can plan this thing out all day long. But when it comes time to eat, I don't know. Jambalaya, if you're not in the mood for it, it's going to take a lot of willpower to override that. Basically, willpower self-regulation, which is a challenge for people with ADHD. So you really got to meet yourself where you are. All right? Own your ADHD. You got to pause. Take a look at your current eating habits. Take a look. You know, do you make a list? What do you eat on a regular basis? How do you shop? What are those particular routines? And then once you do that, you try to solve for individual problems along the way. I'm going to do the best I can in these subsequent shows to start talking a little bit about what that looks like. But again, I emphasize, if you don't understand why you do what you currently do and take that with you going forward, you're just guessing at what's going to work, and you're going to find more often than not it doesn't work. The other thing that I'm going to say is that – uh, again, food prep is really, really, really boring. So you want to minimize the number of steps. You want to remove the thinking. And we're going to design this on the front side, uh, and typically something that's going to be designed over time, not in one sitting, is it's typically best done with somebody else. Not somebody who's trying to fix you, not somebody who's trying to put you on their system, but somebody you can talk to about what you think that you will and can't do. Again, we don't want to bring somebody judgmental like, hey, just do it my way because if that worked, you would have read the book and you would have done it by now. So this is setting the stage. This is why this is all complicated. One, it requires planning. It takes self-regulation. The other thing, too, I also want to emphasize, most people don't realize organization is a lot of work. It's exceptionally time-consuming. Literally, it's time-consuming. You have to put everything away and you have to draw it all back out. Right? Own that. It's very, very time-consuming, it's very tedious, and it's very effortful. We've got to find a balance between those. those. So with that, 
that's setting the stage. That's why this is so complicated. You're going to make, need to make some decisions along the way. Hopefully, we're going to give you an idea of some of this, and you're going to find out where you are on the continuum. One side is just rip the package open wherever you are, or you just buy it. Um, and the other one is, is really complex that uh, is making everything from scratch like you might have thought it was back in the old days, probably unrealistic for somebody with ADHD. So with that, we hope you've enjoyed this show. Um, once these are released, you'll be able to actually get to the other shows by clicking on the links in the description, or you can just uh, search it. Again, our secret word tonight is stage. Our secret word tonight is stage. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.